I'm Ninja Sister. And I'm Pandalicious. And this is the Ashcast. This is Electric Sisterhood, podcast episode number 632. Disney Plus means my wallet will be cash minus. This is Electric Sisterhood, home of the original. The fucking original. Girl Gaming Tech Gadget Anime Podcast. I am Ninja Sister. And I'm Pandalicious. And I am sick, people. And I'm just tired. You tired. I'm sick. And together I'm we are tired. sick and I'm tired. tired. I'm tired. Dude, I was trying to make the joke. You're tired. I'm sick, and together we are sick, sick and tired. Air horns, world star. If we ever do anything worth making it on the world star, I would. I think part of me will be disappointed in us, but also very, very proud. Pr- proud. It'd be like that weird thing. It's like I brag about it at, at parties, but I probably shouldn't like, brag about it at like, parties. Like, for the while when we got slash dotted way back in the day and the site took, like, all that traffic, I was, like, really, really proud of us. Like, there was never any shame because, like, it was a really good article. But, like, if we make it on the World Star, like, part of me would be like, mm, just, did somebody show their nene that wasn't supposed to? Was it me? Or... I don't show people my nene. I don't, but, like, accidents My nene happen. is no-no. I'm just saying, accidents happen. Or, like, would it be because, like, I got into some beef about, you know, some really you know, ghetto stuff, and, like, it blew up with across the nation, and then that's how we ended up on World Star, where I'd be like, wow, we have reached, like, pinnacle blackness, or not. <laughs> or I mean, not, depending on us. Depending upon which audience we're talking to. So it's, like, one of those things where I'm just kind of having a moment, because deep down in my heart my soul, I hate World Star. Anyway. Um, so, since we're kind of in that weird veil of tangent. Oh, yeah, I got a fever, so Lord knows what's going on in this podcast. Yeah. I'm not, I'm making um, no, I, I kind of want to take a moment to, like, pour like, some out for a homie? Re- what? Pour, pour some out for Nipsey Hussle. Oh, like, fuck yes. Fuck like, yes. My goodness. The whole thing, as it's been unwinding, because there have been, like, new developments on that whole thing and how that went down, and yeah, it breaks my heart, because... You know, he believed in his community so much that he didn't leave it after he after he struck it. Like, yep. he stayed there, which doesn't happen often. Right. Like, there's always some type of reach back. Agreed. Like, something gets done. But he was going to, you know, live it out there. And, you know, got had several different businesses there. He had, like, a clothing store there. He had, like, a place that people could go to, like you know, get some skills, some life skills. Like, he was investing back in our culture, or always, like, giving back to where you start. Like, that being kind of the dream. And here he is living that out loud. And somebody, or a group of somebody's thought, nope, we're going to smack that down. So and the shadow won. And that is so heartbreaking. So here's what I'm going to say. I, 
I I want to the place the only place that I disagree with you sis is I don't think that the shadow won and the reason why I say that is if you look at what's happening in the community right now so for those of you who don't know which is really difficult to to have not heard or seen something about Nipsey Hussle Nipsey Hussle was a rapper he had been a member of the Crips um, the Rolling 60s Crips out in in the LA area and he had turned his his life around when he became successful he focused on reaching back into the community and trying to bring more people with him and focusing his dollars back on his community. To Panda's point, you know, a lot of times when we look at, you know, within the African-American community here in, in the U.S., there are a lot of times where people, once they reach a level of success, there is this, I don't want to say unwritten law or rule, but there's, you know, this expectation of, hey, if you're able to get out of a bad situation and move forward and be successful, don't forget to leave some kind of trail or reach back and bring some other people with you, right? And so whether that's, you know, investing in schools in your community or businesses and creating jobs and and ways for people to, you know, follow a path similar to yours out of whatever dire situations they may be in the community to do that. And a lot of times, many celebrities we see, you know, kind of do the lip service thing of like they start a foundation, they're not really involved in it, they throw some money at it, they come out to a couple events and smile and say it's for the kids, and then they kind of go back and do do their world and their success, and and they move out of the hood and they move into the good neighborhoods and all those kinds of things. And Nipsey was one of those guys that didn't do that to Panda's point. He stayed there. He started businesses on Crenshaw Boulevard, which Mm -hmm. is the hood that he grew up in. He bought, you know, businesses. He put people back into work. He founded a skills and trade school to, you know, offer people in the community a path to learn skills that could bring them into, you know, an actual livable wage paying job as opposed to, you know, a lot of the under the table things that many, many people have to go through. You know, he, you know, started a label and was bringing other people along in the music industry, but also teaching in the business side. And and the reason why I say that, you know, the 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 shadow didn't win is because at the end of the day, you know, this guy's passing did something really amazing in the community that I don't know that I've ever seen in my lifetime happen, which was after he passed, not only was there a ceasefire between the gangs, the Bloods and the Crips actually came together and called for a ceasefire. Both groups, many, many, many different gangs within the Bloods and the Crips were actually part of the procession after his services, for his going home services, to lay him to rest, tying their bandanas together. Like, it takes an amazing thing to bring the Bloods and the Crips together to call a ceasefire in L.A., and they did. And they're continuing peace talks because for this man that both groups had much respect for because of the things that he did for the community, being no bullshit, that says a lot. But also the police department mourned his loss. Like, this is a person that police respected like I've seen so many different videos of like different cops that were at events that came out showing him respect like wanting to get photos quoting some of his lyrics back to him talking about you know how this area of the community is so much better because of the intervention and the stuff that he's doing like when you've got the respect of the two major gang outlets in your hood 
and the police in your hood, which let's be real, we all know the stories about the LAPD. They don't like nobody. And really, right. like, as a whole, not really to be respected, showing out like that, like, that that's a big deal. But for me, like, you know, the focus that he put on STEM and trying to bring sciences and math up as something to be cool and aspire to and and trying to get more kids involved in that. Like, I just got mad respect for the guy. I liked his music. Like, I wasn't a huge Nipsey fan, but I liked his music. But I really admired the man. And I really admired the, look, I know where I came from. I know what I came up through. I'm not going to shy away from any of that. But everybody doesn't have to do that. And I'm actually going to use my platform, my physical dollars, and my time to give back to other people and show them that there are different ways and there are other opportunities and they can be out here and they can do it just like me. They can own these businesses. They can make their dollars. They can own their own destinies and have these opportunities. Like, I got mad respect for that. So I'm I'm saddened at his passing. I think that the things that have come up in the wake of his passing, though, there are a lot of people that want to continue doing the work that he he was doing. There are so many more artists now and so many more celebrities in African-American communities that are now trying to focus on, okay, what can I do in the community? I need to carry on this legacy, and I need to do this, and I think it's amazing. So I know it's completely off topic, but I'm with you on that. Like, I got nothing but respect for this man and what he has done. I think the world is a darker place for his light not being in it any longer, but I do think that there are other people that are going to pick up the mantle and run with it, and I think that there is good that is going to come out of this, and I think it's going to be more of a focus on uplifting communities that are underserved across the nation, and that that's what keeps the shadows from winning. Okay. That was very well said, sis. Uh, you know, awesome. every once in a while, I got, like, the words. <laughs> so, yeah. Sometimes. Like, not all the times. So, I got a couple of things I want to talk about on this podcast. And okay. one of them, like, the big one, it's actually going to be a blurs of a feather. Because when I'm sick, it's when I can't play games. So, then I start watching videos and stuff. And there's a bunch of videos that I've been watching. So, one of which, I'm not going to talk in depth about the trailer, mostly because our producer hasn't seen it and doesn't want to know anything about the trailer. But Star Wars Celebration kicked off this week, and the announcement of the Star Wars Episode Nine movie. Oh, Rise of the Star Walker. Skywalker. 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 Wow. Star yeah. Walker. Skywalker. Yeah, I'm a nerd. It's the Star Walker. Um, Hold I'm, on. I'm excited for a couple of reasons about this trailer which let me just be real i just need to know when tickets are going to be on sale so i can buy them the movie is i believe coming out they said in december so merry christmas merry to everybody christmas. merry christmas everybody have a christmas we all not have the christmas i'm excited for the movie i think for a couple of reasons and i think there are a lot of us that are who are fans of Star Wars, just all the movies except for one, two, or three. <laughs> There's a special place in my heart for Carrie Fisher. And so, you know, after she passed, hearing J.J. Abrams and the team talk about, we're not going to recast Leia because you just can't do that. You can't. There is nobody else that could be 
Layer Organa. It's it's Carrie. And it would also be wrong of us to CGI her in. Not that they don't have the technology to do it, because they've been getting very good with the CGIing of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting away from the Uncanny Valley thing. Yep. But that also... Did you see... How not Uncanny Valley young Sam Jackson was in Captain Marvel? Yes. Yes. So, like, the, the technology, I, I think... It's coming. Is, it is, is coming. Super <laughs> fucking close, right? You know, and you look at some of the deep fake technology. Like, if you've seen the video, I think the best one that I saw was, like, the deep fake... Steve Buscemi's face onto Jennifer Lawrence's body of Jennifer Lawrence giving this speech. And it's like disturbing how natural it looks. And you're just like, but I know this is like a mad deep fake. And like, it's crazy, like how good that technology has gotten. But they were like, we're not going to CGI her. So the way that Leia is in the movie is through footage that they had captured during Last Jedi. And so, I, I don't get it. I don't want to give anything away, but I've watched that trailer probably about six times now. And I'm hyped for it because it's the last thing I'm going to get to see Space Mom in. Right. And I I have a lot of love and affection and appreciation for Carrie Fisher and her life and her body of work. I think that Postcards from the Edge is probably one of the most amazing movies that I've ever watched and not just because of the performances that are in it but just because like how real it is and it strikes so many chords for me on an emotional level and it's just smart and witty and that to me is just kind of like the embodiment of Carrie so it's kind of for me like this is my goodbye love letter to Space Mom and I'm excited to experience that in a room full of you know a hundred other people that feel the same way about this franchise and also these characters. You know, this nine is supposedly going to end our story. Disney and Lucas film have said that, you know, after this movie, they're actually going to take a little break from feature length Star Wars films for hmm. a little bit. Um, and I think that that's smart. I think, you know, I don't think that Solo was a bad movie. I just don't think it was a great movie. And I think there was a lot of people that were expecting Solo to be for them what 4, 5, and 6 were for many of us who saw those movies, you know, in the late 70s when they came out. And I think it's, I think it's kind of hard when you have a, in your mind as, as a avid fan of yep. a franchise that when they decide to now go back and fill in those gaps that we have all just kind of mentally developed our own sense of what happened in the universe. And they go and insert them, they insert this new old lore that just conflicts with your mental or emotional story of how everything went down. Mm-hmm. I think there's just this dissonance in that. Like you just, you instantly want to reject it because it's not yours. Right. Right. And I and I mean, I didn't see Solo and everyone told me that literally Childish Gambino was the best thing about it, which is kind yeah, of Don, sad. Yeah. Donald, Donald Lover's Lover Lando was the best part, is... the best part of Solo, which yeah. for a movie named Solo, that's kind of sad because yeah. the big point should be Solo. No, it's it's Donald Glover's Lando Calrissian is the reason to watch Solo. 
So, and I mean, don't get me wrong, why not just do a Lando movie? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, they were going to, but then Solo did not do well, well so then that got shelved. So that's kind of sad because clearly we know Donald Glover could easily carry it. Oh, he's he's fucking Lando, and I still need them to make a Lando movie. I just need them to take this hiatus. Like they need to like go down to Jamaica. They need to go and get, get their, their groove, groove back. back. Yes! yes, yes, that's what needs to happen. Like everybody at Lucasfilm just needs to go like, like down to Jamaica and San Martin for like a couple yep. weeks. You know, go, meet your, go meet your go meet your muse, your Tay Dig. Put you on know, your bikini. Because, like, let me tell you, nothing gets your groove back like a little Tay Diggs. So, like, go down, get your little wax, get your little beach braids done, you know, get your all-inclusive margaritas, find your little Tay Diggs, maybe even a little Shamar Moore. Just make sure that, like, the body oil is on point, okay? Have your little runding for, you know, 14 days, and then come back refreshed and be like, I know how to do this now. Yeah, reclaim yourself, girl. I, that's all I I'm saying. It. I love that we both went to the exact same place because that's <laughs> what you do. It's like gotta get my groove back. Gotta yes. get your groove back. Yes. yes. <laughs> Go down, <laughs> drink some, you know, pina coladas. I know one of my friends told me strange. earlier, like this week, she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm having a waiting to exhale moment." I'm like, wait, did you take all your man shit, put it outside, and set that shit on fire? And walk away from it. <laughs> and she's, and she's like, no. She's like, met this guy at church, and he's like a handyman. Oh, I'm no. like, ooh, oh. ooh, oh. oh, that moment. Got okay. it. Clocking you. Got it. Because in my mind, Rich. when I say waiting to exhale moment, I'm thinking Angela Bassett. Right. Silk That's Rose, the moment. That's the moment. The moment. That's <laughs> the moment when you just let all that shit go. You just then strike you that mop up your hair. You, you go. Ooh, yes, child. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta do that. Mm-hmm. Hit reset. Get your groove back. <laughs> okay, and that's what I feel like Lucasfilm needs to do. So that, like, that's that's a deal. Like, there's a lot of stuff we gotta talk about this week. So, so that's like one piece. Okay. And and I'm excited for the movie. I think that it's great that it's going to be out for holiday. I, I I have a feeling that even if this movie isn't great, it's going to do well. Like, I know that I'm probably going to see it multiple times just because it's closure, you know. And it's, it's, one of, it's going to be, for me, like the last time that I get to see Carrie on the big screen. And so right. there's a big emotional piece for that because, like... Leia was one of the first, like, badass female characters that I remember as a child seeing on screen. Like, she was a princess, but she was leading the rebellion. She was fighting. Like, she was smart. She was sassy. People listened to her, looked up to her. She was wise as she got older. I mean, like, you go from princess to fucking general. General? (laughs) Like, that's boss moves. And, And then, you know, the woman that played her also went through a lot in her life so like that was just like one of my first like boss bitches ever to look up to especially as a person who was just like I think she was a boss bitch before we even had a term for it true you know like here's here's just all my scars like all my things out for the world like this is who I am and I'm okay with me and like if you're not okay with me like that's your deal that's not really mine like that was like one of the first people that I ever saw do that you know on the screen whether it was small or big and that was just cool as 
all fucking get out. So so this this franchise holds a very special place in my heart. I'm very excited for the new movie. I don't even want to get into like trying to theorize like what the the title means or whatever. I'm just in it for the ride and I'm looking forward to it tremendously. So that's one thing on the bucket. Then the second one is did you hear about the announcement about Disney Plus? I kept seeing things about Disney Plus and I don't know how to feel about Disney Plus. I just What do you just, know about Disney Plus? So like outside know, of it's called Disney Plus. Like I know it's called Disney Plus and I know yep. it's gonna have like Disney movies and it's gonna have Marvel movies and they're even gonna do some spin offs with like um Hawkeye and Loki's getting a series and mm-hmm. That's what I know. Okay, so let me flush that out a little bit more, because yes, okay. all those things are happening. So Disney Plus is Disney streaming service, okay? So on the streaming service is going to be pretty much every property that Disney currently owns, they're going to be streaming, okay? And what you have to remember is that Disney did acquire Fox. Right. Oh, okay. so does that mean we're they're going to fix X-Men now? <laughs> At some point, probably. Uh, because I think that would be great because Because Disney also owns Marvel. Okay. Yeah. So like so so everyone needs to like take a breather here on what this this means. Because this is kind of a big one. For at least for the nerds in the room. Okay. I mean I'm a nerd. Disney so. owns a shit ton of stuff. Disney owns ABC. Disney owns half of Hulu. Disney, Disney owns, owns your mama. Disney kind, Disney might own your mom. It's very that should possible. be the title of the show. You Disney should, owns your mom. You should check your mom's paperwork because Disney may own her. Okay, but like I said, Disney owns ABC, half of Hulu. They own Marvel. They own Fox. Okay, so there's a lot of entertainment here that we're now talking about being in one platform. Okay, so from day one, which uh, it's going to launch in November, I think November 12th. Okay, that means that all ABC programming is going to be available on this streaming service. So if you're paying separately for ABC streaming, you won't have to do that anymore because all of those programs are going to be in Disney+. Plus. A big chunk of Fox's content is going to be in there, including all 400-plus episodes of The Simpsons from day one. Holy crap. So from crap. season one up till now. Oh, all man. That makes sense because I think I saw, like, an image of The Simpsons outside of their homes wearing, like, Mickey Mickey hats. Mickey ears, yep. <laughs> okay, so that's all of Simpsons. Okay, you've got all of the Marvel stuff. Hot damn. Okay, you've got... You know, I thought monop- monopolies were bad, but apparently Disney just knew how to play the game. Well, you know, there's still other companies out there, so they're not a monopoly, but they're getting close. They're remember, very close. Remember, it's ABC, which is ABC ESPN, so it's all ESPN stuff, so ESPN streaming service. Like I said, they own half of Hulu. So, as they talked about, there's going to be a ridiculous amount of streaming content that's going to be available in Disney Plus, okay, and they are working on creating a bundle that will give you access to everything in Disney Plus, the ESPN Plus, which is their streaming thing, and Hulu. Huh. Right now, the pricing for Disney Plus is going to be six ninety nine a month, or sixty nine ninety nine a year. Hmm. 
Now, you would, I why did they just do a solid seventy? Because sixty nine is such an adult number. Okay, because there's a whole big chunk of adult content that's coming. Okay, it's not just the Disney movies and like Disney TV programming. This is bringing all of Fox's stuff, ABC stuff, which you know the thing that's killer on ABCs are sitcoms and its drama. That's adult content, like all of Grey's Anatomy, dude. Oh yeah, true. All of Desperate Housewives, dude. Oh, like they right like so so you got to put this all into perspective okay for me I'm like hey this is a big deal because they've got Fox now which means they can reach back into the archive and bring back the best animated comic book series ever that Fox did which was the X-Men series that they ran on Fox back in the day when I was a kid that Aww. shit was dope that can come back now that could have come back a while ago. Okay. They have all the Disney things, which means they can bring back and stream all the Disney afternoon stuff. So that means I can have a streaming service. Yeah. That means I can have a streaming service that gives me gargoyles and fucking tailspin and Yeah, but X-Men. don't forget that Jordan Peele's planning to do a live action gargoyles. Jordan wants to. Nobody signed off on it yet. Yeah, well, I don't okay. see that not he happening. He wants to do Wait, it. Have you? I right. want him to do it. Hey, can we can we like take a left real quick? Have you seen any of the new Twilight Zone episodes that Jordan Peele's? Been I've seen doing? the first one, and they're amazing. Oh um, my god! I yeah, I've only seen the first one. The comedian. I mean, Jordan Peele is amazing. I think he's going to be the next um, Hitchcock. I I think that he already is. I think that he's the next Jordan Peele. I don't think that it's really. Riff. Easy. I just say, I'm just meaning like as a master of suspense. Like I think he's going to be a name that we, he's, we're going to hear he's already a there. lot more. I think that he's already there and proven it. I mean, yes, but I just think like he's like the hot thing right now, and yeah, God forbid, but, he's like, got great direction and a great eye, and he's and he's got but, a great setup. But here's but, the like, thing: he's the hot thing right now for mainstream. But we've been knowing that Jordan Peele was the hot thing for a while, right? I know, I know. I'm just saying that, like, the world's now going to catch up to this greatness, and they're not going to know how to handle it. They don't know how to handle it now. Like, people are asking him, like, when is he going to make a movie with, like, a predominantly white cast? Like, no, And he's not doing it! He already said! Like, stop! Like, stop! Those movies already exist. Like, we've had, like... Years and years of them. Let's just move it along and let the man. Well, I mean, do I think. I, I mean, I think he technically said that he will. He will never cast a white. He lead. said that he doesn't need a white lead because he's already seen that movie. I saw the clip. I read the articles. I trust me. I stay up on homeboy. Like, and I don't disagree. We've already seen white savior in the horror movies. It's time for something else, a little bit different. He's not interested in telling that story. There are plenty of other people that can tell that story and can do it really well and authentically. That's not his story to tell. Ergo, he's not doing it. All right, moving down the road. So. Back to Disney Plus, because this is a big deal, and I think that people should really start focusing on it, especially for people who have cut the cord. There's a lot of content that's going to be coming. We don't know what the bundle deal is going to be. I've done a little bit of research. Uh, what I haven't been able to tell is if that $6.99 a month is ad-supported or not ad-supported, if they're going to do a version that's not ad-supported or not, because that dramatically affects your bingeability on things. And I am in for the binge, okay? Because... There's a bunch of shit that's going to be available. All the Marvel movies that Disney took away from Netflix are going to be on Disney Plus. Oh, I yeah. Because remember, like Netflix lost a lot of Marvel movies yeah, when did. the renewal came up because all that shit's being hoarded for Disney Plus. So all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be on Disney Plus. <laughs> Damn. Okay. 
I have a feeling that's also going to include the now ended defunct Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Oh, snap. Defenders. What a fucking power play. Could you yeah, imagine right? that, right? like, we get, we, we, we got this fine-tuned machine with the Avengers, and I mean, granted, with Endgame, like, yeah, okay, yeah, this stuff's gonna happen, but, like, if they could sit there and fine-tune the freaking Defenders, like, come the fuck. Uh, and that's gonna be on Disney Plus. Then you've got all the ABC stuff that's gonna be there. You're gonna have a bundle that's gonna give you Hulu and ESPN access. Like this is a big, big power play. Not to mention, you know, the unique content that they're gonna be building. You know, Netflix really needs to be scared right now. Because Disney is a money making powerhouse. It's a machine. Okay, and Netflix to my knowledge, in the things that I've read, and I'm going to be honest with you guys, I've only read a couple of things, but everything that I've read has told me that Netflix has been spending a lot of money to get all this, you know, originals content to try and entice people onto the platform, and they now have a major competitor in Disney+, Plus, especially on that bundle, because, like, I'm thinking about it right now, and I pay for Hulu, I pay for Netflix, I pay for Crunchyroll, I pay for Vicky, I pay for Funimation, I pay for CBS, uh, and I pay for uh, HBO. Because I don't because have cable. Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones! Because Thrones, bitch. Thrones. And also Barry is good, too. And every once in a while, I like to dive back into Six Feet Under, because I think that, you know, outside of the last season, it's an amazing show, right? So there's a lot, and Westworld. I mean, like, come the fuck on. Yeah, right? come like, the F on. And, like, the documentaries. Like, HBO is, like, on some next-level shit. But they're AT&T now, so you gotta, like, wonder, like, what the fuck's gonna happen over there, right? But there are all these independent things. You notice that I didn't mention anything sports-wise, and that's because I also pay for YouTube TV so I can watch things live for live sports and for live award shows because that's pretty much the only live TV that, like, I want and the only reason why I would have to have, like, cable, and so I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'll just pay for YouTube TV. Works out great. I can watch, you know, shit live. Woo! Woo! That's what's up. Right? Because Turner Classic Movies, yo. And I also pay for for Amazon, right? So there are all these separate services that I'm paying for to have entertainment at a moment's notice. And it's because some Fox stuff is over here, some Marvel stuff is over here, you know, HBO's got their own thing and they're doing it over here. Like, everybody's doing their own flavor of shit. And I can tell you right now, if I can get to a place where I have three subscription services that I'm paying just a flat fee for the year, and that covers everything that I just talked about, that's mm-hmm. a done fucking deal for me as a consumer. Yep. Signed, I'll give Disney, Here's my I'll, money. I'll give Disney 70 bucks a month and somebody else 70 bucks a month and somebody else 70 bucks a month to have access to all of the programming that I just said right now. Because... I love really good entertainment, and there's a lot of shows that, you know, I didn't get to watch as a kid that, you know, are common lexicon or just things I want to know about. One of my favorite shows my husband's actually binging through right now, Monk, which Tony Shalhoub is God, and I fucking love that show, completely forgot about it for the longest time. I think I even bought, like, one uh, uh, season of it on iTunes because I was just like, ah, we don't got cable anymore and I'm not giving up on this thing, right? But there's, like, just a whole lot of entertainment in a lot of places. And I think with Apple and now they're coming out with their unique programming and they're working with big heavy hitters, like, 
streaming media is about to change over the next year, and I think that we need to be smart and be watching it right now. Because there's some big things that are changing. Like, there's a rumor going around that the iTunes app is 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 going to go the way of the Dodo and be split into the three apps that it always should have been once, you know, streaming media became big, which is TV and movie app, uh, music app, and podcast. Because those mm. are very distinct, different things. And you consume those mediums in different ways, especially with the subscription with Apple Music now. I, I haven't bought an individual track or album in a long time. I stream everything. Yep, on Spotify now, yeah. You know, I stream it on Spotify and I stream it on Apple Music. I pay for both of those because there are some artists and some music that's only available on one platform and not another. But fuck title. I will never yep, pay for title. Yep, like, nope. fuck it in the face. Right? As much as so, I love to listen to the whole Lemonade album. Lemonade's on iTunes. Oh, it is now? Because it wasn't yeah. for the longest time. Yeah, it was like a six or seven month like timed exclusive, and then they were like, we're not getting the sales that we want. And then it was like, boom, here's like the Lemonade package where you can get the Lemonade movie plus all the songs. Well, then I know what I'll be doing after the show, because right? I was waiting for it to hit Spotify, and then oh, it never no. came. It's not coming to Spotify, but the shit's on iTunes. Okay. Because Bay and Jay know where the money at. True. True. Right? So, streaming media, you definitely want to be paying attention to it right now. Right now. Because there's some big changes that are coming, some new players into the field, and and I think it's going to dramatically affect how we consume entertainment. And it's going to affect also the needs for higher bandwidth availability in the home. I haven't seen anything yet, but I'm going to imagine that some of that content in Disney Plus is going to be available in 4K. Mm. And streaming 4K is not going to be any kind of joke. Like, Netflix has some of its programming available in 4K streaming right now. So does YouTube if you've got a 4K TV. You know, the Apple TV 4K has been selling really well, and Apple's really been pushing their 4K movies in in the movie store. I have to imagine that they're going to be pushing, you know, 4K TV programs as well across all these platforms as, you know, 4K TVs become more affordable, more prevalent, and are larger in the home. My next TV is going to be at least 70 inches, if not 75 inches, and it's going to be a 4K TV. That is a big-ass TV. Yeah, I'm swinging for the fences because I don't go out for entertainment as much, you know, at this point. I really, I don't want to say a homebody, but I kind of am a homebody. You like your home. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I like being on my couch, in my comfy clothes, not having to be on. Like, I enjoy having people with me, so I'm not, like, agoraphobic or anything, but I prefer doing stuff in my own space, eating my own food, you know, being able to pause things when I need a pee break, playing games, and watching movies. Like, that's what I enjoy doing. So I I am building my entertainment center. And I feel like more and more people are doing that because it's expensive to go out for parking, for food, for, you know, having to be on, worrying about your safety and traveling home and drunk drivers, you know. I can watch a good-ass movie on a big-ass screen in a with a dope-ass sound system in my living room now. You know, I can get that high-fidelity video experience in my home now. 
You know, whereas when I was growing up in a kid, like, you only got that bombastic sound and big screen thing when you went out to a theater. The biggest TV in the house when I was a kid was a 21-inch TV that was in our living room, and that was our dad's pride and joy. Yep. Like, every other TV, which we had two, one in the kitchen, and I had one in my room, they were both 12-inch TVs. Just to be on, to have sound in the room... Throughout the day, like it's my entertainment system now truly is my entertainment system in my home. And I feel like more people are doing that. You I'm seeing more and more people that are building, you know, these really dope, you know, sectionals for their living room so they can have people with them and enjoy with the family or whatever. Yep, I did that. Gathered around the tube, right? It's just me, my man and my dog. But I'm doing the same thing in my home because when I am done at the end of the day, whether it's playing games on my Xbox or my PlayStation or my Switch, or it's watching a movie or watching some TV shows, either by myself or with my man or whatever, I want the experience to be grand for us. Because I'm not going out to the movies very often. Like, I'll see Endgame in the theater. I will see the new Star Wars movie in the theater. Uh, I saw Captain Marvel in the theater, and that just happened to be because I was actually out of town at the time when it came out, and there was a movie theater directly across the street from my hotel. But I don't go out to the movies anymore. I wait for them to pop up on digital or on one of my streaming services, and then I watch them in my entertainment center. Sometimes I have friends and family over, we have Nosh, get food delivered, but it it becomes a social experience on my terms, And I think more and more people are enjoying that and looking forward to that. I love it when I can just, like, invite people over. Like, when you come over and we just have, like, a a day that's just us and we order pizza and we watch stuff on the TV. I got my little track lighting going. I got my bomb-ass sound. Like, we have a dope-ass time. And it is, frankly for me, more enjoyable necessarily than going to a restaurant, waiting to get seated, getting some food, maybe not getting in, like, the best food, and then going to sit in the movie and having to deal with other people and some people talking and on their phone and, like, all that bullshit. Like, I want to enjoy the experience, and I can enjoy the experience when I can control the experience, and I can control the experience in my home. So I'm building a dope-ass entertainment center, piece by piece. I already picked up my 4K Apple TV. It's still in its box because I don't have a 4K TV yet, but that's the next... Big purchase is going to be my my 4K TV, which I've already found it at BJ's, which is why I know what I'm getting. Because right now it's out of my price range, but I know that when holiday warps around here in a couple of months, that's just going to be mad affordable. And I'm going to be able to pick up this 75-inch 4K LG TV for about 700 bucks. Because it's 900 bucks now. Okay, like, but seven hundred, but seven hundred bucks for a seventy-five inch four K TV. That's a fucking steal. It's gonna take like three dudes to put it up, but that's okay. I know dudes. I know where to find dudes. You know, so Disney Plus. If you're not aware of it, I'm telling you guys right now. Start researching it. I'm not advocating for or against it. I'm telling you that I'm watching it really closely because Disney's probably about to get my money. (laughs) And if they do it in a bundle with ESPN and Hulu, that means I'm dropping my Hulu separate subscription and picking up this bundle that is now going to let me watch live sports 
it's more than likely going to let me watch live broadcasts of award shows and shit that ABC does. So I'm going to be very close to being able to drop in my YouTube subscription, which YouTube TV is about to jump in its price from 35 bucks a month to 50 bucks a month. You know, so it's the individual guys are starting to get very costly. And I think that you're going to see over the next year or so, especially after Disney Plus launches, and I think it's going to be pretty successful because, frankly, anybody that has a child is and an internet connection is going to need to get it just for the Disney movie streaming and the Disney Channel programming, right? But I think that you're going to see over the next couple of years that some of these independent guys are going to have to bundle themselves together in order to stay alive or they're just going to get eaten. Hmm. And probably by Disney because Disney has the deep pockets to do it. So does Apple. I mean, Apple's not playing. Like, they're doing a series with Oprah. They got her on stage. And, you know, Steven Spielberg. And, you know, they're doing a thing with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, and Steve Carell, like, they're not playing with their programming either. And that's going to be unique to just Apple services. Shit's on, like Donkey Kong people. (laughs) Well, hot damn. Okay, now, speaking of which, here's my blurs of a feather topic. All right, I'm ready. So us together, Okay. Because, like I said, I'm sick. You can hear it. I'm a little stuffy and a little sniffly, sniffly, right? So, when I'm really sick like I am now, I can't really play games and I can't really do a lot of motor function things because it would just really be bad for everybody involved. So, I end up watching stuff. I watch videos. I watch a lot of YouTube. And then I would start going back and be like, oh, man, I haven't watched anime in a while. I should watch some anime. So, I've been watching some anime. All right. What anime have you been watching? Fruits Basket. <gasps> Yay! The new one, right? The yes, new episodes? The new one. <laughs> on Crunchyroll. So, so I'm going to let you give people a background on Fruits Basket, because I'm going to be really honest. I never read or watched. Oh, God. Okay. Well, this is... I have to dust off my otaku glasses. Yeah, yeah. So, if you could just dust <laughs> off your otaku glasses, and if you could, like, bring out some ramen. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I could really use some ramen. All right, so, oh my god. Well, one, Fruits Basket was a strong, strong part of my high school and college life. I told uh, you that I had you this episode. You had me, for sure. So, okay, so so the whole big premise of Fruits Basket is it's very much a harem. Um, and not a reverse harem. Like it, Actually, technically it is more of a reverse harem, or a mixed harem, I guess, would probably be more accurate. And your your our female protagonist is literally this girl with the purest, kindest heart, and like and her life has not been easy. Like her life is hard, but she has such a strong, happy disposition about it that everything that happens to her, she's very similar to Sora from Kaleidostar. Challenges come and she attacks them all head on, and yeah, they're hard, but she still has her smile on her face and she always ends up succeeding. Maybe not as quickly as she wants, but there's always a success. So this girl goes to this school, and it's like every other anime school where, you know, there's the prince of the school who everyone, like, secretly loves and admires and openly admires, 
and no one ever interfaces because he is like considered royalty to the school and everyone's like oh no the prince is coming like wide berth and she's just like he's just a guy like everybody else and it's like yeah but like he's also gorgeous which she also agrees and like he's very shy and quiet and very smart and like when girls try to touch him he will always narrowly dodge them so everyone kind of assumes that like he's you know a homosexual which he's not but there's a reason why he doesn't let girls touch him and you find out that his whole family is being cursed by the cat of the zodiac so of the chinese zodiac to be specific so the way that the curse works in their family is someone in their line a long long time ago did something to make the cat zodiac mad and the cat zodiac cursed the family so if you were born under a particular zodiac, if you were touched by a member of the opposite sex, you would then turn into that zodiac animal. So he, um, and I'm blanking on his name because it's been so long now. Soma? Uh, uh, the, who's, who's the rat? Uh, yeah. Uh, Soma? I thought yeah. that was the kitty. Wait. Soma's no, the redhead no. kitty. No, 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 hold on. I've gone to the Wikipedia. I've gone to yes, the wiki. please pull this out because I'm I've pulling gone, this from memory. I've gone to the wiki and it says that Kyo Soma is cursed by the cat. Yeah, he's, yeah, Kyo is the redhead, but who's the rat? Okay, the rat is, okay, so there's Kyo Soma who's cursed by the rat and then there's Yuki Soma okay, Yuki is, is the rat. Okay, yes, Yuki, yes. Okay, so yes, Yuki is like the prince. He's got like white hair and like big like lady eyes. Anyway, so yeah, everyone worships Yuki at school. And, but like I said, this, their whole family, there's 13 of them because there's 13 signs in the, in the Chinese zodiac, and they are cursed by the, by the cat. So when they're touched by a member of the opposite sex, they turn into that animal for a, a selected period of time. Um, sometimes it's really, really quick. Sometimes it's for a, for a very, really long time. There's a lot of rumors that Yuki is, like, frail and has a, has a weak body. And, like, there'll be times where he can't come to school. And, um, and the female character who, um, I'm, I think her name starts with a T, doesn't it? Toru. Toru. Accidentally bumps into him one day and discovers his secret. And he's like, you can't tell anyone. And, like, she, she's not that type of girl anyway to do that. She starts encountering Kyo, uh, Kyo who's, who is the cat. And no one in the family likes Kyo for obvious reasons. Like, he is cursed, like, he is the cat, and they are cursed by the cat Zodiac, so, like, he is, like, their bad luck charm. Like, they all treat him really bad. He's got red hair. He's kind of, like, a ga- not a gangster, per se, but, like, kind of thuggish, like, fights a lot, has anger yep. problems. You know, and like he's a rapscallion. He doesn't. He doesn't let people get close to him, and obviously because even his family kind of turned on him. Even though you know you don't get to decide what you you get cursed by. Like you don't. <laughs> he didn't get to decide that, but like they kind of take it out on him because like you know a lot of them couldn't have relationships at all because you know they could they could never do that. Toru, who just kind of is doing her thing, starts getting involved with this family and starts bonding with them. She actually really likes the cat Zodiac. 
so when she finds out that Kyo is, you know, cursed by the cat, you know, she's tried for a long time. She actually tries to like get him, like to touch him, so that she can see <laughs> the cat. And um, and for a while it doesn't work, but eventually she does. And like she's like, I've always liked the cat, and he's like, no one likes me, and she's like, well, I do. And then there's always kind of this tension of will they, won't they? And as that's starting to develop, because like I said, she's very connected to the side of the cat. Yuki has a thing for Toru, but doesn't know how to tell her or show it because like none of them have ever really done it. So there's always this, well, I like her, but like my cousin might also kind of like her and he doesn't know how to navigate that space. Now, mind you, the head of the household, who I can't remember which one he's cursed by, but he's like, I think his name's Kazu. He is like an asshole. And like, he is, <laughs> he is mean. He is so mean. And like, and he's young and he's also, he's actually very sick. Like, he actually has like a, a, a sickness. Like, he is weak and frail and never really leaves the master house at all. But like, all the other family members, because I think it's very traditional to that hierarchy. So, like, he's, like, first line of the family. Like, he's in that first circle kind of mm-hmm. deal. They all treat him like a shogun, essentially. So, like, what he says goes. And when he finds out that, like, there's a girl snooping around, you know, and is making the cat happy, he goes out of his way to, like, fuck with her life. Like, he does all this stuff to, like... it's He is very much, like, every evil Korean mom from Korean dramas... <laughs> who, like, runs a business. Like, no lie. Gets family in debt, gets her kicked out of school. At one point, she's... I, I'm being facetious now, but, like, he does all this stuff to her. And I think at one point, she, like, becomes, like, a maid in his house so that he can objectify her and, like, ridicule her and, like, talk down to her because he wants to break her spirit because she has this big, warm spirit. You know, and she, like, starts convincing all of the other Zodiacs to live their life. Like, okay, yes, this this is a little inconvenient, but maybe we can find a way to break the curse and, like, get you guys to no longer turn into your animals. And I think the head guy, kind of like the fact that, like, he they kind of, he had this over them and it allowed him to continue to manipulate them to do whatever he wanted for his own other reasons. It gets to a point where I think in the anime, because they... Fruits Basket's been going on for a long time. Like, a long time. Like, kind of like... like such a long time. Like, kind of like Naruto and Baruto and Shapoopadoopadipian. And also throw in some some Nine Piece or One Piece in there. That's a lot of pieces. And then, like, a couple of seasons of... Attack on Titan, not that gruesome, but like you get the no, it's literally like Naruto meets Hunter x Hunter meets um oh god, what's the other one? Bleach, like it is long, oh, long cat is long, Bleach. and I mean, and I think by the time I stopped reading Fruits Basket, they still hadn't figured out how to get rid of the curse, so I don't know if any of that has happened yet in in the series. But I was very akin to uh, Yuki because I am a rat. I was born in the year, a year of the rat. I love me some cheese. You'll clearly always hear me talking about cheese, or I'm eating cheese, or dreaming about cheese. 
me and my anime girl group would literally, if it wasn't Gundam Wing, we were talking about who we would want as our Chinese Zodiac husbando. Even though husbando wasn't the term we were using back then, it was just boyfriend. Because, you know, we weren't that hip or cool. So it's, they're continuing on, right? Or is it like a complete new revamp? Because I haven't watched it yet. Okay, so the Fruits Basket that is currently airing on Crunchyroll, and I think it's on Hulu too, is a new animated version of the existing story. So they're not picking up where they left off. It literally starts with the introduction of Toru going to school, finding out that, you know, she's living in a tent. Um, yep, <laughs> living in a tent. She's living in a tent in what actually is their estate, is the Soma estate. She just doesn't know it because her mom has passed. Her dad had, I don't know if he passed or like he just wasn't in the scene or whatever. She was staying with her grandpa, but her grandpa's place was being renovated. So he was like, I've got to go live with this auntie. So you should just stay with some of your friends while we do this renovation. She's like, well, I don't want to put my grandpa out, but like, I don't really have any friends like that. I could stay with. So I'm just going to go live in the woods. So you know, I'm going to live in the woods in a tent, and it's going to be fine, and I'm going to go to school, and I got a picture of my mom, and everything's cool. I'm living in a tent in the woods. It's fine. <laughs> I got used to the bugs and whatever. It's fine. Everything's fine. She's like, I'm just going to do my utmost, because I'm going to get, you know, and be a high school graduate, because that's all my mom ever wanted to be, and she didn't get to do that, so I'm going to do this for my mom. And you're like, oh, Toru, but you don't have to live in a tent down by the river. But Why? she's living in a tent down by the river, underneath the cliff. And so she... Goes to school because there's only two episodes right now out on Crunchyroll. Um, <laughs> there's so much to that series, dude. This just this is so much. So she goes to school and some things happen, and she ends up getting sick. And she's walking back to her home tent and going through the woods. And uh, Shigure and Kyo see her. Is, no, is, is Shigure the monkey? Yeah, she, yeah, he's the yes. monkey. Okay, yep, it's all slowly coming back to me now. Yeah, so the monkey and the rat, because that's, that's the only way I can keep them straight, because they're all somas, so like, I, don't, I, I can't right, keep them yeah. So the monkey and the rat see her walking, and she passes out, so they go and pick her up, and like, where is she going? What's going on? They take her back to the house, and they're sitting there, and trying to help her get well, and she starts talking about her story and all this kind of stuff, and, like, the rat's like, Jesus, I didn't realize that you had so much going on. Like, all I ever saw was, like, you always happy in school, and I thought, wow, your love must be so great, and here you are, like, struggling with all this shit. And while they're going through that and trying to help her get past her fever, and she's, like, having feverish memories of her mom, there's a collapse of a cliff that, like, takes out her tent. And she's like, it's okay, it'll be fine, I just gotta get my mom, I just gotta dig out my mom. So she tries to dig, and they're like, you can't dig, like, just come back to the house and get, like, we'll dig you out eventually, like, it'll be fine, just come back to the house and just, like, relax. So she goes back to the house and goes to sleep, and while she's asleep, the rat goes, like, I'm just, I gotta go do, like, a thing, and the monkey's like, are you gonna go dig that thing all up by yourself? And he's like, what do you mean by yourself? And, like, you just see this, like, army of rats come out of no place. Right, like, he could, yeah, he's like a a rat prince, he could, like, summon rats. And so he digs everything out. He's like, here's all your stuff, and, like, here's your picture of your mom, and, like, we've already decided there's a room upstairs that you could stay in, so you can stay with us while the renovations happen, because you can't just be, like, sleeping in a tent in the middle of the woods. It's not safe for a young girl to do that. (laughs) 
you can stay here and like do some chores if you really feel like you have to pay us back, but you really don't. Like just be safe and let's go to school. And she's like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. And it's just as she's getting up to the room, you hear this loud noise of like somebody yelling, basically like he's about to instigate a fight, and he drops through the roof, which dirties up the room that they're all in, and they start to get into a fight. And uh, Toru trips and she falls, and as she falls, she hits everybody. And you just hear these poofs, 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 yep. poofs, poofs, poofs. Yep, and, and all they all sudden, start turning into animals. Yep, and then all of a sudden there's a monkey, a cat, and a rat. Just in a house. And yep. she's like, Nani? And so that's how episode one ends. <laughs> yeah. And so me, watching this, I was like, dude, how did I sleep on Fruits Basket? Because, like, I remember you, like, trying so hard. Oh, man, so hard to get you to fucking watch that show. And I'm just like, it's too much. It's, like, Zodiac everywhere. Like, uh, I keep up. And, like, there's no way I'm going to be, like, I am so into Fruits Basket. I don't even know where to begin with myself. Because it is just so funny and so cute and just so over the top in moments. But then also, like, there's just, like, this little thread of realness that comes through and, like, keeps it all together. And I'm just like, oh, It's adorable. That's that's, that's adorable. This is adorable. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, and I should should point out that Keo, the cat, like... Like I said, like he is cursed by the cat, and the cur- and the cat's what cursed the whole family back in the thing. So, like I said, a lot of the family doesn't like him. So, like he does have like a cute cat form, but he also has like a dark, twisted one. Also, the curse hits him, affects him even worse because he's cursed completely by the cat. And as the story progresses, at one point, like he thinks he's a monster, and he kind of like twists and conforms, and is this big, you know, beast of a beast of a thing. And Toru, like, embraces him. And, like, any any scratches her a little bit. But, you know, she's like, you know, everyone's always been so down on you. Everyone's always looking, you know, down on me and pitying me. And we don't need that. And you don't need that. You're so much better than this. And, like, she, like, helps him. Which is why he, like, deeply falls in love with her. Because, you know, all you need is someone with sweet, sweet, sweet words to say the right thing at the right time. All and Toru is love, is- dude. And Toru is literally, like, a bucket of sunshine with legs. Like, legit. <laughs> like, legit. Hey, I'm living Just in a like, tent, and that's okay. Yeah, my mom's like, dead, but that's okay. It's all right. It's okay. I have two friends. That's okay. Just two. And that's okay. <laughs> One of them is kind of like a gal, and that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> It's such a it's such a heartwarming story. Like my grandpa went to go stay with family while we were in renovation, and he told me to go stay with friends. But that's okay. Like, why couldn't I have gone to right. the family house? Right, <laughs> right. I'm just it's okay. like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, grandpa, what? First of all, grandpa, why are you just leaving your child to like the whims of like friends? You, I mean, you, hey, you, you you took her in after mom died. You're responsible. Is you responsible ass grandpa? I mean, he ain't acting all that responsible now. This is what I'm ain't. this what I'm saying. Like you can't be like, I'll take the boy and then not take the boy. I mean you can, but why? Just I mean it's not right. It's not no, right. It's not right. And it's not okay. It's not. It's not. <laughs> Whitney Houston was right. It's not right. And it's, and it's not, not okay. okay. <laughs> Okay, like seriously, but I'm like so addicted 
to this series right now, and it's not the fever. I just want to let you guys know, it's not the fever. The fever helps for sure. Because the fever it just is allows what you me, to go on the ride, <laughs> right? It allows me to like go on the ride to be like, ah, they said that this ride was like really scary, but whatever. Or they said this ride was really silly, but whatever. Like that's what the fever lets me do. But yeah, like I'm addicted to fruits basket, so now like I want to meet all the other zodiacs. You and you and you slowly will. And I mean, I just want to stipulate that not all of them are dudes, because I think a lot oh. of. I, they're not all boys. Okay, some so that's of, why it's a the, mixed harem. Yeah, okay. and I mean, and they're and it's not even and I and I use mixed harem only because like they all do gravitate towards Toru, but it's okay. not like oh man, we want to do like not all of them are I want to do Toru, but okay. a lot of the I can't who is it? I think one is a snake, and I think he he's kind of like a shadow president, like he's got black hair and glasses, and he's very methodical, and like I think he does something with money. He thinks that she is learning all these secrets so that she can exploit the Soma family, so he's always trying to, like, figure out what her game is. You know, she's like, I haven't been able to figure out who's what, because, like, they don't all hang around. Like, they're not all in the main house. Like, okay. some of them are, fur- are far out. So you don't meet all of them right away. But for the longest time, I think, in the original anime series and in the books, you encountered more of the guys first, so it kind of gave you this impression that they were all men. But they're not. Okay. And some of them are girls. So then when they come in the mix, it's like, oh, oh yeah, from far away, I could totally tell you're the tough. Like, I think the tiger's a, a little small girl and she's like super sassy. And like, she's like, she's kind of like a tsundere, sort of. Okay. And like, she's like, yeah, go ahead and touch me, Toru, see what happens. And she's like, well, you're a girl, so like, nothing. But then like, a cu- one of her boy cousins touches her and like, she turns into this like little cute. Uh, tiger kitten. Yep. But she's like sassy and like, I'll scratch you. Rawr. Like, it's so, it's so cute. But yeah, they're not all dudes, but they all gravitate towards Toru because she does offer something to each of them. You know, so. I'm super excited to go on this ride because I will say that one, like the animation style looks great. It, it somewhat reminds me of Clamp. Okay. And there, mm, Somewhat, it's not. It's not straight clamp. I would. Say I was about to say because clamp is like X and Sabasa Chronicles and Alcoholics. That, that's why I said it. Kind of. Okay. Okay, but not not completely. If you watched the, I can't remember what it was called, but it was the Fate series that they did where everybody was cooking for everybody. Oh, they cooked in Fate. Yeah, so there was this one thing that was like it was a it was a fate but not a fate like uh hold on, I got to look this up because I always I don't recall wrong. this one at all. So so this was a newer one and I think it's still running now. You know how Fate did the and lots of series will do like the one-off series that's like the rando series that's not canon. Mhm. You know, different universe kind thing. Yeah. So they did that with Fate. Where everyone, where it was basically like a slice of life. Okay. And oh Jesus, what was it called? Uh, I have to look it up. It's called Today's Menu for the Emia Family. Okay. Okay, and so basically, it's like all of the characters from Fate Stay Night, but in a slice of life. Okay. And it's all about. Cooking and shit. Cooking and shit. Yeah. 
but it's super fucking adorable. And there's like 13 episodes. And like the last episode, legit, it's all about food. So like the first episode is called Toshiyoki Soba. The second episode, Salmon Mushroom and Butter Baked in Foil. Third one is Spring Chirazuziki. Fourth one is Spring Greens and Bacon Sandwich. The fifth one is called Bamboo Shoot Grat- Gratin. Gratin, um, yes. Thank you. Yum. The sixth one is First Hamburger Steak. And the last episode is called Hot 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 Pot. Ooh. Okay. So if you needed to get your Food Wars leg shook and Food Wars the last season wasn't doing it for you, like it didn't do it for me, like remotely at all, like you should definitely check that out. But the the animation style is very much like that. So it's not as detailed as Violet Evergarden, but that kind of quality. So the eyes are super deep and you know, multifaceted in their color and the characters themselves, you know, are animated well. Like when there's walking scenes, you get the full animation of a walk and not just a leg and a leg and like we're at the spot. So like, I really like it. I think the animation style does justice to the manga because of course, you know, after I watched the first two episodes, I was like, I got to check this out. So this is me saying double double ass on me. I should have listened to you. Like I tell you all the time that you should listen to me and I should have paid attention to Fruits Baskets before, but I'm very much interested in Fruits Basket now, and I will definitely be watching it on Crunchyroll intently. <laughs> Good. Welcome aboard. It only took several years. I mean, look, better, better late, late than, than never. never. Right? <laughs> so, like, you gotta give a bitch some credit. Yeah. I made it to the party. I was just really, really, late, really, late. really, really fashionably late. Like, super late, dude. But the one that I'm super early on, and I'm sorry that I am, because, again, I'm sick. So, like, I just start clicking buttons and seeing the things that play. And, like, hey, if I stay awake from it, then it's pretty good. And then if I don't, then it's not. Or it's just so fucking random that I have to pay attention, and I'm left in a state of perpetual what the fuck. This series that I'm going to talk about, and I really, really don't want to call it a series, but I have no other choice. So this is one of those things that I that I call nanames. You know, those ones <laughs> okay. where like where where the episode after you take the ending credits and the open credits out is two minutes. Oh, okay. Max. Yes. Yeah. So a nanome. Got it. It's small. Micro 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 and there's, and there's some animation, but like not a lot. Right. It's a nanome, right? So I bounced into this by accident, and I'm really sorry that I did. (laughs) Okay. Look, you know, I'm really tolerant, okay? I'm not a prude. Alright, I'm not. Okay? There are some hentai that I have actually enjoyed, okay? Like, I'm not a prude. Wait, is this show that you watched a uh, hentai? It's it's borderline, so it's not... Because, you know, again, when you go under a certain runtime, you get around some of the <laughs> laws Ooh, yeah. that have been put in place for anime and what you can animate and show and not show, right? Yeah. Okay. So, first and foremost, I want to say this, and I want people to hear me. <laughs> I absolutely believe that thick thighs save lives, okay? This is not me hating on thick thigh culture. I myself am a thick girl with two C's. 
trending I mean, towards three, three, but okay. Okay? Hey, watch that shit. Hey, I'm I trending love you. towards three. <laughs> right? We're in that 2X life still. Right? <laughs> Get close to 3X, but we're in that 2X, so shut your mouth, right? <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Now, I'm, I believe thick thighs save lives, y'all. Okay? Are we all in agreement about that? I mean, if you have thick thighs, you can hold more kitties on your lap. This is what I'm saying. Like, thick thighs are a beautiful thing. Okay? They are a beautiful thing. Okay? okay. Everybody. Okay? You have that sound bite. But, there's an anime. It's called Joshi Kasue. Uh huh. Okay, Joshi Kasue. Yes. The way that the anime describes itself is that it's a fun look at three dumb girls living their high school lives. Okay. Okay. And I'm not making that up. It's three dumb girls living their high school lives. Now, already I'm triggered a little bit. Because why they got to be dumb? Is it just because they're girls? What's up? So you get into a series, and the series starts with this girl on a train in her school uniform. And her skirt is absolutely too short (laughs) for these thighs. Okay? So that's number one. Number two, you see this guy who is sleeping on the train in between two other people, just happened to open his eyes a little bit, and then has a nani look, and then it flashes. And we immediately jump to a scene where that same girl is now lying on a desk. Oh, okay, so no. she's on her back with her knees bent, so it's just thick thighs out to the world, and this already too short skirt. Just lying on a desk, right? Oh, no. And you're like, what's going on? Now, again, up to this point, not a single word has been uttered in this show. Okay. Another girl with blue hair, kind of small, flings the door open and makes her look like, what? And comes over and runs over to the girl with, again, where's her legs bent? The knees are not together, people. Okay, the knees are not together. Laying on this desk at school. Uh-huh. And the young I am girl, uncomfortable. And the girl with the blue hair comes running over to the desk and throws her hands down between her legs. Now, it appears to me that she has snapped the nene. I'm guessing that she missed the nene because the girl didn't react, but she has slapped both her hands down and is now with her face in between her knees and her hands down and then the girl Momoko yeah, they always name Momoko I just don't know the girl Momoko with the thick thighs then proceeds to lock her knees on this girl's head and starts to shake her back and forth and she gets all happy and excited oh no until she notices that somebody at the door is witnessing this act happen And freaks out and runs away. So another girl who's at the door with glasses comes in and immediately grabs Momoko's knees and slams her legs shut. And so you just hear a... Shut them down. No talking has happened yet. After she shuts the legs and hears (laughs) the sound... She likes the sound, so then she proceeds to just start thwapping her legs together. 
Just slapping the knees together and make those thighs make that beautiful thigh music. Just. Oh, no. No. Stop. Stop it. I don't like this. <laughs> and then the blue haired girl comes back and catches her getting all excited and smiley and blushing at the size of the thigh slapping. And then she runs out of the room, and that's the episode. And oh, no wait, one no, 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 I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. I forgot one thing. She runs out. And the girl's still laying on the desk, but a mosquito comes in, and she tries to thwap the mosquito away, but the mosquito's like, I'm gonna get me some of that. And so she stands up, puts on her her stockings past her knee, but not past the thighs, because those are some thick boy thighs, and thinks the mosquito's on her thighs, so she reaches back to slap her thigh and leaves a hand mark nice and red on her thigh, doesn't get the mosquito then it flashes back to the train where we first started and you can see that the money reaction of the guy that was looking at the girls because he could see the handprint on her thigh and she looks over her shoulder and makes a hmm look and that's how the episode ends not a single word is that is muttered and it's just thigh service and i'm like what in the fuck did i just watch yeah what did you just watch Joshi Jos- Kasuhe. No. Joshi Kasuhe. No. So, again, I'm not a prude. And again, I love me some thick thighs. Okay? They do be out here saving these lives. All right? I got no objection to thick thighs and idolizing thick thighs. But, like, this is, like, a bit much for me. Like, this is where I'm just like, bruh. Yeah, this is really, bruh? I don't know how to feel. Bruh, really? And so I these are the dumb girls? So are they dumb because they're in love with these bitches' thighs and she's just, like, all right with it? I mean, Because, yeah, know, that's kind of stupid. You know, at the end of the day... <laughs> actually, yes. no, I cannot justify this. I can't do it. Like... I mean, you love what you love, right? Right. (laughs) Like, I'm not trying to, like, shit on anybody's parade for what you love, but... But, but, you know, like, calm it down with your thigh love. I mean, like, the thigh slapping. Like, when she's just slapping her knees together, I was just like, really? Like, like, it was so much, I made my husband watch it. I was like, I need three minutes of your time because I've tried to describe this to you and I just, I really can't. You just need to see it. Because I can't describe this. I'm like, and now we've been through no this together. Like, this I don't, thing. I don't have the words. Like, I just described it to you guys and still in thinking about the visuals and how I described it, I'm like, I didn't really describe that right and I didn't really describe that right. Like, it's a thing. And again, like, I don't want to short anybody their money. I'm not trying to shit on anybody's thing. Like, again, I appreciate a good-looking thigh, man or woman. Like, I'm with y'all. I, look, look, this is me looking into your eyes. I feel you on that, son. But I can't, I, I can't. I can't roll with you. I can't roll with you on this one. Y'all got to go on, on by yourself on this one. Like, I can't be a part of that. I'm going to have to let that go. Yup. Damn, bro. Yeah. So I'm that sorry happened. for your loss. 
I'm sorry for my loss too. Like I watched it twice, so that's like six Why? years of my life. I can't because I watched it once and then I made my husband watch it. That <laughs> and then we had to talk about it afterwards, and he had no words either. Yeah, I was like, I... so just be aware, like this is coming in the fandom, so like oh, comments no. might be a little whoop whoop. So I'm just letting you know, like I'm giving you the heads up. This is about to happen. I could definitely see this is going to be heavily cosplayed. Oh, no. no Which, no, no. look, big body girls, get out there. I'm happy hey, for you. Hey, represent. But, but, yeah, like, legit. Wakanda forever. Like, I'm with you. I just, I can't roll with y'all in this series. I'm sorry. I can't. I just gotta, I gotta back up off it. But it's on Crunchyroll if you want to watch it. There's, like, two episodes. I, yeah, I'm out. I, as soon as she started using her thighs like a clacker, remember that toy? Where you just like yeah, fling, yeah, yeah back I don't forth? need. I do not need us to be walked through it. Don't need it. Thanks. That's that's what happened though, and I was just like, I'm a pass on that. I'm a hard pass. Hard pass on that. Fruits basket. Fuck yeah. Josie Casaway. No. No. Okay. And that's what I got for this week. <laughs> I, 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 I'm done. <laughs> I'm spent. I think, I think we're both done. So if you enjoyed this podcast, then please make sure that you subscribe to our show. You can get it on our website, electricsisterhood.com. You can also check out all of our other news, reviews, and preview articles there on the site, as well as all the great content that our entire content creation team is working on. And there's some great pieces there. Definitely make sure that you bookmark the site, electricsisterhood.com. Also check out our podcast archive right there on the site as well. You can also get our podcast in iTunes, either on the desktop or through the podcast application on your iOS device by searching for the Eshcast and subscribing. You can also get our podcast through Google Play, through Stitcher Radio, and we're also part of Vognetwork.com. So please visit Vognetwork.com and check out all the amazing shows that you can listen to over there, as well as check out some of their live stream Twitch shows. Highly recommend them, including our homeboy, Rema, one half over at Anime Jam Session. Make sure that you check all their content out. It is dope as hell and nerdy as all get out. You should also check out the shows and sites from all of our content creators that are part of the Land of Ash. That includes our homie King Baby Duck over at B3Crew.com, spinning new music every other week, as well as teaching a little bit of Japanese and reviewing some anime and manga Definitely make sure that you check out his site and some of his amazing manga reviews. They are super fantastic, and you can definitely find something that you're interested in checking out his reviews. They're completely in-depth, and I love them tremendously. Make sure that you check them out. You can also check out our homeboy, Hamsterman2049, at SmashedRook.com. He live streams on Twitch every Wednesday night at 9, playing new games and old. You can join him in chat live, earn some emotes and some other cool stuff, so please make sure that you're checking out his live streams and his site, SmashedRook.com. One of my favorite human beings on the planet, Phil the Issues Guy with Phil's Recap and Review on YouTube. Please make sure that you subscribe to his YouTube channel. Click the bell so you can be notified when he puts out new episodes and is going live. He actually does many of his recap shows live. You can be part of chat. You can call into the show and be part of it. It's crazy interactive, so please make sure that you subscribe and check it out. And also check out his site, issuesprogram.com. And then last but certainly not least, the nerds over at nerdcrave.com, keeping you up with all the stuff that nerds crave. 
comic books, anime, manga, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. If it's nerdy at all, the nerds over at nerdcrave.com are talking about it. So please make sure that you check out all of our sites, bookmark us all. You can find us on social on Facebook at facebook.com slash landofesh. You can also find us on Instagram at eshnews, and we're also on Twitter at eshnews. You can ask us a question. You can let us know what you thought about a certain episode or something that we said or a review piece that we put out. We love to hear from you guys and to interact with you. You can ask us questions. You can recommend stuff for us to look into or review. And if we pick up your question or review your item, we'll give you a shout out here on our podcast. So please make sure that you reach out to us on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter. It's time for us to be out of here because I think I need to take some meds. As always, I'm Ninja Sissa. And I'm Pandalicious. Until next time, folks. Titties.